Welcome to Opinion Havers, a movie podcast for people who are afraid of death. I'm Cody. And I'm Tyler. Tyler, what did we watch? Soul. That's what you're going with on Soul? I don't know. It seemed... There was some line that made me think of it, and um, now I don't remember what line it was. And it's a lot of work to think of one that I... If I don't think of one during the movie, it's hard to think of one not during the movie. So... Okay, wait one sec. Mm. It's nice. Continue. <laughs> so it's what we have. Sometimes you just have to take what, what the universe gives you. And, you know? And what the universe gives you is Terry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Terry. Who is a character from the film. Yes. Voice acted by everyone's favorite grumpy New Zealander, whatever her name is. She's in Thor Ragnarok. Rachel House. Is it Rachel? Is it Raquel? Is it Rochelle? Oh. What is it, Cody? I'm not going to take a stance in Miss House. And she is in Hunt for the Wilder People. Yeah. Everyone's favorite. This movie, of all the animated movies, every time I heard a voice, I was like, I know who that is. And they stuck right out. I couldn't figure out the main character, and I felt ashamed once I once I figured out like more or more than halfway through the movie. I was like, "Oh, figured out." I felt ashamed. Yeah, I Tina Fey, my girl, America's sweetheart. Yeah, I grew up on Tina Fey. Yeah, let's all just name our favorite Tina Fey project. Three, two, one. Thirty, 30 Rock. Rock. <laughs> yes, very good. Let's name our second favorite. Three, two. One, Mean Girls. Oh, yeah, she's in that She movie. wrote in Mean Girls, That's and right. she has a role in Mean Girls. Yeah, she does. SNL, Kimmy Schmidt. Uh, some of her movies are pretty good. So anyway, I read her book. What did you think of her book? So we watched Soul, right? It's a movie is about Joe. Let me sum it up for you here, Cody. Okay. It's a movie about Joe. Joe's a musician, but he's a teacher, and he's like, I'm a failure. Wants to do it. Wants to do the music. Yeah. And but then he becomes doing the music, soul. He's teaching the music. He becomes a soul through unforeseen circumstances that nobody could foresee and nobody knows. No way. Yeah. Meets people. Goes on adventures. Okay. There's hippies. Hmm. There's Terry. And mm-hmm. most importantly, there's Terry time. Oh, Terry. We love Terry. It's Terry time. Terry time. <laughs> I think I nailed it, personally. You did a great job. So I guess the next question is, this is fresh on your mind. You just saw the movie. What are your thoughts? I, I liked it. Mm. It got me to laugh out loud multiple times. There's a specific part, and once we, you know, once we really dive into it, I'll be interested to know if you can guess which part. Where I started to hysterically laugh so hard that I started like, you know, when you like laugh too hard and you start like coughing and hacking and you're still laughing and then you stop for a second and you think about what made you start laughing and it just kicks Mm. it back over again. Wow. It threw me into that cycle, which held me there for three or four rounds. (laughs) I am very curious. I'm all right. I was losing it. Okay. All right. Hmm. Hmm. I yeah. I don't even have a guess right now, but maybe I'll figure it out once we talk about it. I enjoyed it. I liked it. 
Um, like most people, I think it was, I don't know, I, th- I think most people liked this one. I thought it was pretty good. It has one or two things that are holding it back from being, like, perfect or excellent, you know, like, amazing. But I did think it was very good. Uh-huh. And I think most people would uh, enjoy it. So That's where I'm at. you didn't like it. No, no, You disagreed with 90% I of people. It. I liked it. I did. Yeah. Is there anything else to say? Oh, there's probably about an hour's worth of stuff to say. I hope so. So should we dive right in? Let's do it. Let's let's, let's do it. Let's jump. We'll go through this very square, very square hole right into Spoiler Town, USA. Let's do it. So this movie starts out. We'll go. Na- wait. Now we're through the hole. Now, okay. Now we we're it. through the hole. Okay. Go ahead. Go. Yeah. All right. Okay. This, my first thought about this movie, they started it. You got the Disney logo, and it's the music, except the music is being played horribly. Yeah. And I just thought, why? Why would they do Disney like? You know, was it a protest? Was it some sort of social message? You know? And I, it wasn't it. It was because it was Terry's, no, Joe's band class yeah. doing a very bad job at uh, playing the music. Here's the thing. Were you ever in band class? I was in guitar class. I took guitars like a group class in, in, uh, in high school. And I did take piano class in high school as well. So no band, but I have been in a room full of people with the same instrument. That makes sense? Talk to me. Guitar class. Anyway. Okay, hold on. How is that? Okay, I understand. Band, everyone has different instruments, and you form a band. Guitar class, it's just everybody's learning the same instrument. Yeah. So what's what's so weird about that? Not all of us can afford private lessons. We had to go to our semi-public school and yeah that's the other group thing. lessons you also from a went teacher. to a charter school charter school it's so publicly funded okay so i didn't pay tuition to go to high school and i learned with 15 other people most of whom were middle schoolers guitar okay <laughs> guitar class it included 7th through 12th and so there were a lot of people that were like 7th, 8th, and ninth, uh-huh. And then there were like three of us who were seniors, your juniors. So there was a bit of a gap. Yeah. So we were better than the middle schoolers. Yeah. And we did like solos and stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, I've been in music class. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, What's my, your point? My, I was in orchestra because I'm a fancy boy, but my wife was in band. And when it started, she's like, it's like sixth grade band class. Mm. And then she's like, because it is a band class. But she's like, that's exactly how we sounded. I was going to ask you, is that what band class is like? I don't know. Here's the thing. Well, actually, yeah. Here's what I know. Band, high school bands are always bad. Mm Mm-hmm. They're always bad. All right. That's the fact. See, that's, the, that's the one thing about piano class is that we had just had a digital like keyboard, you know. They were like pretty good, but they were just digital keyboard, pianos, whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's never out of tune. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Whereas yeah. in band class, it's like you have all these instruments to varying degrees of being in tune and not, and some are well, harder to play than others, and so it creates more yeah. chaos for sure. Most, well, most, I think, instruments in band, you're not going to be out of tune necessarily. You're just going to, they just play the wrong note. Mm, okay. That's why I think, because I played orchestra, again, fancy boy, you can be out of tune which sounds bad, but it's like it's more like it sounds off versus you get one trumpet that's playing the solidly wrong note that ruins everything. Yeah. You get one violin that's a little off tune, that's not as bad. My second thought about this movie is about <laughs> Joe. He's too tall to be in a Pixar movie. All right? He's no. too lanky, he's too tall, and it was very distracting. Am I wrong? Tell me. You you look at me. Look at me. Try to tell me I'm wrong. I think you're wrong. He's the same height as all the other adults. No, sir. You're out here. He was too tall. He was too lanky. It's like he didn't even fit in the frame. Okay? Yeah, because you're out here thinking toys. Let's think about Pixar humans. You got Andy in Toy Story. He's a little boy. Yeah. All right? Let's carry on. You got the little kid in Monsters, Inc., Teeny tiny. Yeah. A little girl. All right. Mm-hmm. You got Carl in Up. Yeah. Tiny old man. Teeny tiny. Then you got seven foot two starter for the Celtics, Joe. All right. That's what I, when I saw him, that's what I thought. Yeah. Maybe it's just because he was in middle school band class, but they made him look so tall. What was that about? I think it was. No, you tell me. I, because my wife was like, oh, they're high schoolers. I was like, I think they're middle schoolers. Mm-hmm. And that's why they're small people. It is interesting though, because you think you're like you think, oh man, those middle schoolers—they weren't—they can't be that small when you haven't seen one in a while. Mm-hmm. And then you encounter one in the wild, and you're like, oh my gosh, you're like a tiny person. Yeah, you're like a person, but like seventy to eighty percent full size. Oh yeah, it is amazing. The older you get, the more you're like everyone younger than me is tiny and dumb. Yeah. And it just keeps happening. And Every you, time I get a little older, I'm like, people two years older than me, younger than me, are so dumb and little. Still happens, to, even to this day. Yeah. It's going to, I suspect, it's going to continue. When I'm 60, I'll be like, those are dumb 55-year-olds. They don't know yeah. anything. Yeah. And then I'm going to be 72 and be like, those 67-year-olds have no idea what they're doing, and they're idiots. Yeah. But then, okay, then it reverses, I guess, because then you start getting smaller. Because you get too old, so you shrink down a little. So then you're like, they're so big and dumb. Yeah. And then you're like, I'm, that's going to be weird. Yeah. So Joe wants to be a musician. He is a teacher, and he just gets offered a full-time position teaching. His mom's happy. She's like, great, steady work. You don't have to be out there trying to make a living as a musician and being poor and bad. Yeah, gigging, as they call Gigging, it. yeah. Sounds like it's close to something you're not allowed to say anymore, but it's not something you're not allowed to say anymore. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. It's just one of those things, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, it's a racial slur in a country for sure. Oh, yeah. Just not this country. Just not this country. If you know what country it is. Tweet me, at Opinion Havers. <laughs> exactly. Love to hear about where gig is a slur. Oh, Hold up, I got a I got a Google Opinion Rewards survey. Oh, where far? Which of the farm places have you visited recently? Kenny, you pull. What? Valvoline, Food Lion, 
Best Buy Furniture, Chappelle Tractor Sales, Inc. Food Lion. Say Food Lion. I, what is Food Lion? Uh, am I thinking of Red Lion? There's like a slightly classier version of Arby's here in the Midwest. I think it's called Red Lion. It's something Lion. And they sell like big roast beef sandwiches like Arby's. There's one in Liberty. I don't know what you're talking about. There is one in Liberty. Maybe it's Red Lion. Here's what I know. I know Red Lion is a brand of HMI screens for like food factories. I've seen a Food Lion. I don't know. So what'd you pick? I picked Valvoline because there's one right next to my office and I get surveys about it a lot. So if you want to try to figure out where I work, look for all the Valvolines in the country and find an office building next to them. Okay. Lion specialty food, specialty food equipment, Lion's Choice. So I think Food Lion, Lion's Choice, is that the same thing? I don't. Okay, Lion's Choice is the place I'm thinking of. It's called Lion's Choice. It has a red logo. There's a lion. And look, behold, an Arby's sandwich, but it's at Lion's Choice. See? It oh, looks like an Arby's sandwich, but soggier. Yeah. How does their bread not get soggy? I feel like it should be soggy all the time. At Arby's? But it's always like, you always get a roast beef sandwich. And then it's not as wet as you expect it to be based on your interaction with deli roast beef, you know? so It's we, a good point. It's kind of like, it's kind of that same texture as like the Burger King bun. Yeah. Like a dry Burger King bun. You're like, what is, there's some sort of an impermeable layer on top of the bread. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I like it. It hasn't actually been toasted like you would normally do to make bread more yeah. structurally sound, but it has like a color on it and it's got a barrier of some kind. Yeah. Well, I, now I like it. I like myself a good roast beef sandwich from Arby's. Mm-hmm. Some people can't hack it. They right. can't do it. They're like, Arby's is gross. It gives you food poisoning. I think they're just not used to eating four pounds of meat in one sitting. That's a good point. I've, I've had a very complicated history with Arby's. You ever get the I Euros? swore off of Arby's for years. Oh. My wife likes Arby's. We've been a couple times. You get the and Euros? I haven't died yet. I haven't had a Euro. Oh, Arby's. they're so good. Oh my god, you can get really? a lamb euro from them. Really? Like a real one. That's yeah. like the only American fast food chain you can get lamb at. It's so freaking good. I need to try it. I They do it commonly where you get like two for four bucks or something like that. And they're really? substantial. Interesting. It's good. It's got the sauce on it. You I, know. I still think their best item is the chocolate turnover. Look, if I'm going to Arby's, I'm getting a euro or I'm getting a giant roast beef sandwich when i swore off of arby's for a period of like five years if i ever did go because friends were going i would get a chocolate turnover it's like a dollar it's got chocolate in the middle it's flaky pastry you know it's like a cheap american uh pan au chocolat Mm -hmm. so that's what i do yeah so anyway he dies (laughs) joe is a dead man and they tease him dying like four different times we're like yeah Bricks almost fall. He gets really excited because he gets a shot. One of his old students calls him up and is like, hey, there's a gig tonight with like a well-known artist. It's like, you've got a shot. Yeah. But Which fun is, fact, who ooh. does the voice of his student? I don't know, whoever. What? His student is a drummer in a jazz band. Oh, it's Questlove? It's Questlove. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Who's yeah. the most famous drummer in the world, probably? He, yeah, today, living drummer, it probably is. Well, I don't know. I mean, what's uh, the most famous drummer in the world is probably more like Ringo, right? Ringo Starr is pretty famous. You know, I think it depends on what circle you're in. 
John Bonham's pretty famous. Who's that? What's Zeppelin? Yeah. I mean, Ringo Starr's hard to beat just because the Beatles are like the most popular band ever. He's also hard to beat because him and What's-His-Face from U2 look very similar. So I feel like a lot of people see the guy from U2 and think it's Ringo. <laughs> Bono? Bono, <laughs> yeah. I guess they do look pretty they similar, look very, don't they? They have grown closer together. <laughs> and they get older. Look, yeah. Eventually they'll fuse into the same soul. Which, you know, speaking of which, my favorite quote from one of the Beatles when asked... Do you think Ringo is the best drummer in the world? Responded, he's not even the best drummer in the Beatles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, right. It is. Yeah. Oh, Ringo. You and your octopus's garden. Love you. You know? Yeah. So anyway, he died. Like, he almost gets bricks dropped on him. Almost gets hit by, like, three different cars. Does he fall down a manhole? Is that how he Yeah, goes? that's how he finally goes. Bailey was so upset the whole time. She was like, he's gonna die like after the two minute mark in the movie like he's gonna die oh no he's gonna and every time i was like oh this is is gonna go so bad i think she liked the movie more once like he died and things the plot like moved along past that point but she was like it's gonna be so sad and and it really wasn't very like i feel like there's some contemplative moments like for most of the movie it's pretty upbeat still yeah you know like it could have been a very sad movie yeah. And they didn't do that direction. Yeah. Which is good. He goes to the... Yeah, he falls in the thing. Because he just steps in the manhole, which is, I feel like, the most anticlimactic way they could have killed him. But yeah. also, the easiest to then be like, well, he's not really dead. He is dying. Sure. At the hospital. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah. He does... Um... All the old people on the escalator to the great beyond, right? Yeah. And there's like that one other guy who seems like another young guy. He's like, why aren't you running? Because he starts running away and he's like, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that. I, well, even before then, right before he dies, so he does like his little audition, I think, right? Yeah. He does audition to see if, you know, he can get the part in the quartet for the night. He's good. He's no Ryan Gosling, you know? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We've all seen La La Land. We all know that Ryan Gosling took like a month to learn jazz piano for the movie. And, uh, you know, sure, Joe's good, but he's not a white Canadian who saved jazz music, you know? Right? Exactly. Exactly. You agree with me? You haven't seen La La Land. Here's my thing about that movie. I saw it, and it was so overhyped. And there was another movie I was pulling for for the Oscars that I was like, it was okay. It wasn't that great. And then I saw it a second time and I was like, actually, this movie's very good. And then I saw it a third time and then I got mad at all the people who, just like me, saw it the first time were like, this is overrated. So why don't you like La La Land? I'm not a big fan of musicals and especially not like the. This is why I'm mad about it because it's not really a musical. It has a couple musical numbers. It's kind of just like pays a little homage to musical. More than anything, it's like a super advanced Ryan Gosling, Emma Stone rom-com that's Oscar-worthy, that hints at musicals, and is about dreams. And, you know, like, chasing your dream. And um, it's got this avant-garde, totally different approach to its ending that really surprised me and, like, kind of subverts both of the, all the genres that it, like, is a part of. 
And the cinematography is incredible. And I think Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone have the best chemistry. And I love their delivery. And they just get me. I get their, their sense of humor. And so why don't people like it? I think part of it is because people expected a musical and they saw it. Yeah. But regardless of that, all those other factors it has going for it, the humor in it and the interesting, like such an interesting ending and beautiful cinematography and like all of that together makes it a really great movie. Yeah. So what's your problem? Well, I mean, so I know when it first came Just to be out, clear, you haven't seen it when right? it first came out. <laughs> I was told by a wise young man, it's just, it's a musical made by Hollywood, about Hollywood, for Hollywood, and it's just them stroking themselves and saying how awesome they are and how amazing they are, and it's just not that good. But my sister (laughs) loves it. That's what he said to me. Mm -hmm. And I took that to heart. Yeah. That young man was me. That young man was you. My sister doesn't like it. She disliked it. Oh, I thought she liked this but one. But she hated. also disliked it because she loves all the musicals, and it's not all the musical numbers aren't half as good as like a Gene Kelly musical oh. would be. And that's the thing is like it doesn't meet. It isn't a good musical. Yeah, I thought she liked that one, but didn't like The Greatest Showman. Pretty sure is that. I don't know if she saw that one. Bailey liked The Greatest Showman. I like that. I one. didn't like The Greatest Showman. Yeah. You liked The Greatest Showman. I liked it. We're going to have to do La La Land sometime, but Bailey's not going to want to watch it. So we're going to have to figure that out. It is a great movie. And it, I so, didn't like it. And every time I watch it, I like it a little more and I get a little more angry at people. So what a great reason to watch a movie. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> he straight up died. He's in the, uh, he's on his way to the great beyond. And he's like, nope, don't want to do it. Not about this. Tries to run down the escalator, down the up escalator. We've all been there. We've all done it. What a good time. Yeah. He jumps. He plops on through a, some sort of a barrier. And I just thought, and he escapes. And it goes down to the pre-Earth happenings. Yeah. The U seminar. The U se- And the security. It's the great beyond. And all it took was one dude kind of. Hopping out, and he may plopped. How do you explain that? What's that about? I mean, also, you got Terry. Talk, <laughs> Terry figured it out. Let's talk about this. I think I know what part made you laugh. Okay, hold on. Let me write it down. It's for later. Yeah, there hold were on. several parts that made me laugh out loud. But I mean, the one you're talking, the about, one that, the one that broke, almost you. made me pass out. Okay, his spirit. So he's his soul, his spirit, his essence. Yeah. Still has a hat and glasses. Yes. yes. <laughs> his spirit needs glasses. What is this but afterlife they've imagined? His glasses never come off, do they? But his hat does. His hat does fall off. You're right. But his glasses don't. <laughs> I don't know. I just find it interesting he saw his accessories. Yeah. I mean, if you died, are you trying to tell me if you died right now, you're not going to have glasses and a cardigan? I would like to have those things. Yeah. Because they make me feel safe and cozy. Yeah, exactly. But I also like to not need glasses so that I can lay down, lay my head down and watch TV at the same time. Because that's yeah, the biggest problem. That's, I, the real that's struggle. honestly the biggest problem I've had in life. It's just, I've gone back and forth, the contacts, the glasses, the glasses, the contacts. I've stuck with the glasses. 
and I just don't get to do that. That's but just not an activity I participate in. This is the real question. Is your eyesight good enough that if you wanted to, if you were willing to go back to standard deaf, basically, you could lay down and watch TV? I don't know. It just, I wouldn't get the crispness I need. Yeah. Depends on how far the TV away is. Depends on how big the TV is, right? Yeah. I don't know. Because I definitely, in my mind, my eyes are good enough to do that, but I never do it. And every time I take my glasses off to check it, I'm just reminded that I'm getting older and my body is slowly falling apart and my eyes are part of my body and I just put my glasses back on. Yeah. So. And choose to ignore it. It's a struggle. Um. I see you don't understand what you wrote. <laughs> yeah, and no, I figured it out. Anyway, so we're doing the U seminar. So yeah. it's all the little spirits. It's the rebranding. Before they, before they go to Earth, and they're learning a bit about their personalities, they get a little mentor, they get their spark, and then they get an Earth badge, and they're ready to go down to Earth. Yeah. So that's what's going on. Basically, Disney is making a religion right now. Do you realize? I mean, that's yeah. what's happening. I'm all in. I'm leaving behind everything else. This is it. All right? Yeah. I'm Team Terry now. Okay? <laughs> it's Terry time. This is our religion. Okay? Mm-hmm. I'm just going to say it. Right? You're on board. Mm. Everyone listening's on board. Yeah. And this is how we're doing it. So anyway, what I wrote down was an actor's name who I can never... Richard Iwade who is a British comedian. You may know him as the nerdy guy from IT crowd. Anyway, he does one of the voices. And I, yeah. as soon as he was spelled, I was like, I know that guy. Yeah. I know him. Oh, I can. He's funny. So he was in it. Joe uh, pretends to be a mentor so that he can bide some time and figure out how to get back to Earth. He gets assigned to uh, the hardest mentee ever. Yeah. Named 22. Well, that's the thing. Is like Before that, he says, he's like, this person brings somebody down who's like this super accomplished dead person. <clears throat> is going to be paired with soul. This number is like billions, billions and billions yeah. and billions, right? And then Dr. Bjorn Jorgensen. Uh-huh. <laughs> I like that. That's one of my favorite parts too. And he's like, what do you see? It shows the the Norwegian psychologist or something like the showing blot, the ink blot to a, yeah. to a child and they're like death and pain and suffering how about now a pretty butterfly mm-hmm. and that's <laughs> yeah. like what they show from yeah. his life and i was like oh that's funny mm. uh so and there's like 22 Fun fact, i'm immune to those tests i had someone i had a friend who's like super into them had like a rorschach test I was like hey you should do these and i was like i don't know it's a blob. Like, yeah. I tried my best, like, give answers. Like, doesn't look like anything. And, like, there's, like, the four things people always say. I was like, I don't even, I got nothing for you. Nothing. Yeah. I, I've done them before. And then it's, like, some of them, you're like, oh, it's a butterfly. But those are never the real ones. They're, like, fake yeah. ones that obviously look like a butterfly or two wolves. But it's not a real, like, yeah. ink blot thing. It's like just someone painted it, and then you look at the real ones, and you're like, "What? What is this? Someone dropped a donut on the thing. What do you mean? What is happening?" Yeah. But from Watchmen, Rorschach, he's pretty cool. Yeah, he's pretty cool. I like that part. And they take his mask, and he says, "Give me back my face." Yeah. It's my brother's favorite line. Yeah, that's a good one. He says it randomly. 
sometimes. <laughs> he will bring up that scene sometimes when we weren't talking about Watchmen. Nice. Yeah. That's when you know. Yeah. That's when you know. So the problem with 22, she's had every mentor, like every famous person imaginable, like, you know, everyone from like Mother Teresa to Albert Einstein, right? All yeah. these mentors try to help her get her spark. Never worked, so she's like not even, doesn't even want to do it. Yeah. <clears throat> so we took guesses as to what her spark would be or what her like interest would be, you know? So for Joe, he's like, oh, I like music. And that's what, you know, inspires him. And so that's kind of the idea, at least Joe's perspective. Here's what I'm trying to do is figure out what their thing is. Yeah. What did you, if you had a guess, what would you have guessed? And I'll what, tell you our guesses. What her thing was going to be? Yeah. What do you think would have caused her spark? Um, I thought it was going to be something like uh, to do with him being a teacher, like that was going to uh, come up and that yeah. be the spark, right? All right. That's a good guess. Yeah. Mine was roast comic. It was not the correct answer. Bailey's guess was animals. Like, I don't know, it's like a veterinarian or something or a biologist. Mm-hmm. Animal, like, like, the, like the guy. was What What was his spark? Was it animals? The barber. Oh, he's going to be a vet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he wanted yeah, to be yeah. a vet. Um, I thought roast comic was a good guess. Because so, it's Tina Fey. Yeah, just you know, he was she's making fun of everybody. So I was like, "You're gonna be a roast comic. Yeah. It's gonna be great." A comic that only tells jokes about roast beef. <laughs> An Arby's comedian, yes. Yeah. Lion's Choice. They just go around the country at different Arby's locations, performing open mics, jokes about euros, roast beef, curly fries, etc. Yeah, all of the meats, which we know Arby's has. They have the meats. The meats. Here's the thing, Cody. What happened with curly fry? What do you mean? I feel like everywhere was like curly fry, limited time availability, or like we got curly fries. Arby's like, we're the curly fries place. The superior fry. The coil. The fry spring. Yes. Kind of fry you can build a mattress on and nap on it after your sandwich. Exactly. But you're going to need a nap after some of those sandwiches. You will. So what do you say? What happened to it? Who else but Arby's has the curly fry? There's one. There is only one. We all know who it is. Let's say it on three. One, two, three. Jack in the box. (laughs) Jack in the box. (laughs) Jack in the box has the curly fries. Now let me ask you this question, which I'm sure I've asked you before in our 120-something episodes. Have you ever taken curly fries, put them on a Subway sandwich? No. Oh, you're missing out. You get that, like, Italian BMT? Pretty good with curly fries in it. Now, let me ask you this like question. like a sweet and sour chickeny one. Throw some oh, curly fries in the middle. I do like the chicken. I learned this in high school. I think it was one of the, I think it was the girls' soccer coach had the idea. And we went somewhere that had an Arby's. No, it was a Jack in the Box in the subway in the same parking lot. We're like, this is happening. So we got a large fry from one side. You get your sandwich from the other. It's pretty good. It's weird. It's hard to achieve. It's, it's hard to get both of those places close enough to do it. It's kind of a, a special moment. Yeah. I, I don't think I've ever eaten a Jack in the Box. Okay. <laughs> oh, I know they're kind of sparse here. Yeah. But here's what we have to do sometime. They have a new invention. 
they're much more. I feel like they're much more popular in California. I don't know if Je- I'm, I'm assuming it's like a West Coast thing because there were, seem to be a lot more in the West Coast than there are in the Midwest. Yeah, they have a new invention: tiny tacos. I've seen their tiny tacos. I've encountered Jack in the Box. I I don't know if I tried the food. I know I remember my friend getting it, and it was cold. Jack in the Box has two faces. Okay, it's got its like breakfast, lunch, dinner face, where it's like, look. We're a faster restaurant. We're not bad. We're not great. We're good enough. Our shakes are pretty good. We've got curly fries, which is unique. That's that. Yeah. Then there's this, like, it tears its face off around, like, 10 p.m. And it's like, we got late night. (laughs) It's like (laughs) Jack in the Box plus, like, the Taco Bell stoner thing put together. And it's like stoner food now. And as a college student, it's amazing. But... Well, over the holidays, my family purchased the tiny tacos, and it's like $4, and you get like a box of like 20 little tacos. And you spend a little more, and they've got all the stuff. My family, I think, I don't know if it was part of that or for something else, but they had some guacamole. It was like, I was getting guacamole. It was taking, instead of a chip in the guacamole, it was a tiny taco, and I dipped it in the guacamole. It was really good. How tiny are these tacos? That's very tiny. (laughs) That's a tiny taco. It's like two quarters, maybe, next to each other. It's so tiny. Um... They're delightful. I don't know. I'm lamenting. I lament the Burger King tacos are no longer as cheap as they promotionally oh. started. And I think this is the next thing to fill that hole. Because Jack in the Box tacos are garbage, oh. but they're that sort of stoner food good. Where it's like, these aren't good, but they are. It's and the tiny taco is like an elevation of it. Where like, these are actually kind of good. And it's a box of tacos. Who doesn't want a little box of little tacos? Oh, I want Burger King tacos. Yeah, that was a that was a moment in time when those were a dollar. There pop. were three months where my life was better. What than was it the, is now? And yeah. that was when Burger King tacos were a dollar. Well, it was perfect because it overlapped when they were a dollar. I got a big raise, and then I think I lived with you, so I would just show up with twenty tacos wow. on a regular basis. That's nice. <laughs> and then we would always, Kaylin would always say, "No, I don't want one." And then you would eat like five tacos it's it's that perfect food that you can just so not good. stop eating they're so uh, good anyway you should give jack in the box tiny tacos a try now we overlap only on one t- jack in the box let me ask you this question mm. there's one jack in the box in the country where our venn diagram of encountered jack in the boxes overlap <laughs> yeah how does that rank how does that one i honestly i would say that's about 20 percent worse Okay. Than the average Jack in the Box. I've only been to that Jack in the Box twice, I think. And both times I was like, this is a scary and sad place. Maybe just because it was a more celebrated place in the West Coast, I feel like. It, I don't know. That Jack in the Box felt like an orphaned Jack in the Box to me. <laughs> like when I went, I was like, this is, I don't know. I think the older I get, the more fast food gets a little bit bleak. But yeah. that that one was especially bleak. You know, you walked yeah. in, you're like, this is. Good things don't happen here. I don't know. Yeah. The Burger King there was good, though. Yeah? That was a good burger. I, go, burger I come King. to Burger King here, not as good. Mm. Can't do it. Yeah. But except for the tacos. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so the movie we watched. Oh, my gosh. We, 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 there no, are things to talk I don't have that many notes in this movie. Here's my... Okay, let me just get you into my beef with this movie. Well, I, the animation, gorgeous. The music, wonderful. The end message excellent yeah my problem with this movie is the same problem i have with inside out albeit to a lesser degree 
so it degrades the movie less. My problem with Inside Out is that the entire movie is exposition. The whole movie, every third line has to explain what's happening, what the stakes are, what the rules of the world are. It's not the kind of movie, a really good movie and a well-written script kind of sets that all up and doesn't have to explain things to you. It can explain it with pictures. It can do it through like somewhat naturally through dialogue. And then once you're 20, 30 minutes in the movie, you know what's happening. No one has to explain the rules to you. This movie, because it's such an, a new idea where it's like we're exploring the afterlife, pre-life, spirits. There's so much explaining to you. This is what this is. This is what this means. They're doing this and this, you know, oh, that's a lost soul. And what a lost soul is, is this. And you have to take time out of the movie and out of the character's arc to explain what's happening. Mm-hmm. It happened too much in Inside Out. It really kind of took me out of the movie. It happened in this movie, but to a lesser degree. And so it didn't really take away too much of the movie, but it did just a little bit. Where I'm like, I'm sick of exposition. I just want to see what happens to Joe. I want to see what happens to 22. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. How do you feel? I mean, what? Do you agree? Do you disagree? Is it a problem? Is it just a fact of having to explain this idea? Um, I don't know. I didn't feel like there was anything was overly explained. And I thought that I could see how it could be worse than Inside Out. Because in Inside Out, they're all emotions that are all there from the same place. And they they be like, yeah, this is a... We all know this is a bad thing because of this. Right. We're all on the same page. Yeah. Whereas, whereas this one, you had somebody to be like, Joe is an the, outsider. The F is going so on he right has now. to learn what's going on. Yeah, that's true. That did, yeah, you're right. That does help it. Yeah. Because we're just like Joe trying to figure it out. We're inside out. Yeah. Good point. That's a very good point. It's kind of like with Doctor Who. Why does he always have to have the human person with him? Because if it was just him, he'd be like, yeah. This is all every. This is normal. Yeah, this is how it goes. <laughs> this still yeah. one to be like. So you have to be like, we're all on the same page. Let me explain it. Yeah, yeah. Got to explain it to somebody. Someone needs to be you, Cody. Yeah. Someone needs and, to be me. And I will say, in this movie, it takes a turn because he's in there. He's trying to do whatever, figure out twenty two's thing. They're like, oh, I'll swap. Well, We'll get your spark and I'll take your Earth badge. Then you'll never have to go to Earth because that's 22's thing. Like, doesn't want to do Earth, thinks Earth is dumb, kind of afraid of life. Yeah. Um, once they both ended up in Earth and 22 ends up in Joe's body and Joe ends up in a kitty cat's body, then I was like, oh, I did not see this twist coming. I like this. Like, that was probably my favorite part of the movie was like the next 20 or 30 minutes where it's like, oh, 22's learning what life is all about, what it's like to be in a body. And Joe's trying to figure out how he can um, still make it to the jazz audition and get out of a kitty cat body. Like, that was fun. Yeah. It was very Pixar, you know, the heart and soul of Pixar. So, oh, I did it. I said the title of the movie. Nailed it. So I did, I actually really liked that part. Yeah. Plus the cat soul on the little escalator. I was going to bring that up. Hello. What it's like? I'm in the cat's body, and my wife, I think, said, "Wait, where's the cat soul?" And then it cut to the cat. <laughs> He's going on up. his way to that the great beyond. It's like meow. <laughs> He's just like meow, looking around, like what? <laughs> uh, I like. He comes part. back though, which means Terry got him. Cheers. I learned. I learned something about my wife. I relearned something about my wife. Yeah, she doesn't laugh a lot at the movies I make her watch. Except for some things. And I forgot, she's such a cat person. Any sort of like cat humor or observation or anything with this movie, she like giggles. She loves it. I forgot how much. 
But like you can look over your shoulder. There's someone got her little cat statues for Christmas and she loves them. Anyway, so anytime the cat did something like a cat would do or something silly, she was like, he, he, he. she loved it. Yeah. I forgot about that. But uh, it was good. Yeah. Here's what I learned about Joe. Yeah. He has some fly shoes. Yeah. All right. Yeah. He's in his hospital gown. I think he's got his real shoes on. Fly. Yeah. I liked it. Yeah. Also, Joe and 22 in Joe's body and the cat's body, they hail a cab, get into the cab, and then they did not pay the cabbie, right? We can both agree. Joe didn't have a wallet, and Joe was in a cat's body. Yeah. <laughs> they just left the cab. Yeah. This is not the New York City I know. The New York City I've been to once. Yeah. I've been there. Yeah. I've walked the streets. I ate a slice of pizza. I ate a bagel. I had Korean barbecue. I got proselyted by a Hasidic Jew boy nice i told you that story no okay i'm in new york i'm walking around there's a troop of Hasidic jews handing out flyers and talking to people and someone was preaching and he was talking about like the nation of islam and whatever and blah 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 and all the good stuff israel you mean that's what i said (laughs) okay (laughs) you said something very different anyway this kid he couldn't have been he was probably 12 maybe 14 right and he was just like, are you Jewish? And I was like, no. He's like, all right. <laughs> like, they were trying to find people like of Jewish lineage yeah. to like get to join or whatever. Anyway, I just thought of something. I was like, Never. technically, I'm like 132nd Jewish, first off. Second off, I look very Scandinavian. Like, I, yeah, do. I don't look Jewish even a little bit. Yeah. So I just thought it was funny. He's like, are you Jewish? I'm like shoot your shot but no <laughs> i'm not a little bit yeah so anyway shout out to the hasidic community love bagels see we you know like it does just it's one thing different you know you got you got uh talked to by you got asked if you were a jew by a young jewish boy yeah we got yelled at by a asian band in the subway you know just <laughs> different experiences the asian band like, There's a band. They're, okay, like band class band or like a rock band? Let's let's hear about this. Uh, so, you know, like the... So you see in movies or something, they'll be in like Beijing or Hong Kong or Bangkok, somewhere in Asia, and there's like street performer band playing like traditional Asian Like Asian music. buskers. Yeah. Okay. But they got like the weird thing that looks like an overturned uh, like butter churn with a string on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That kind of band. Like when I was in Chinatown in San Francisco, there were like a dozen people playing those. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like a whole thing. An Asian friend of ours went over, took a picture with them, and then started to walk away to it. They uh, started to shout oh, no. in a language <laughs> that we did not understand. Oh, no. The friend spoke Japanese and Chinese. And he's like, I don't know what they're speaking. <laughs> no. So he was like, uh, it pulled out his wallet and threw like a $5 bill in their little thing. And they stopped immediately. Well, okay. If there's one thing I know about New York city, those are the rules. It's That's the same what we if you're said. in Hollywood, you can't just snap a picture with a street performer. Look, you can't go to B minus Elmo, take a picture and not give him five bucks. Yeah. Cause that's 
the whole reason he spent $200 on his off-brand Elmo costume. Yeah. Which, don't get me wrong, we were all on, we were, yeah, we agreed. <laughs> the rest of us agreed. We were all like, we're going to have to battle this, you know, Are we talking Taiwanese a music battle or, or a fist fight? I, you know, I feel like either way, we weren't going to survive the battle. Uh, all right? Yeah. And then buskers. we all turned to him. We're like, you're going to get us murdered if you do this thing, man. You got to pay. All right. I've got a busker story for you. Okay. All right, we're going other, other coast. From coast to coast, we're in San Francisco. We're riding the BART going from Oakland into San Francisco. Oh, the BART. There is a busker on the train, but it's not like a busker playing on the train. She was Mexican. Me and my friend both spoke Spanish, and she was like, in Spanish, like, hey, I really like your guitar. You know, or she, I think she might have been just like some traditional kind of garb. She's like, oh, I love your dress, like Bob talking. We got her to play music for us for free because we spoke Spanish and made friends with that's what you got to do. Yeah. That's the loophole. But she also wasn't playing music. I wouldn't have gone up to her while she was performing trying to earn a buck yeah. without giving her a buck. Yeah. That's the loophole. You got to catch them when they're not expecting it and be like, you didn't know I spoke Spanish. Let's chit chat. That's how you do it. Yeah. Free song. Yeah. Nailed it. Nailed it. So. You beat the system. Beat the system. In your face, buskers. Yeah. Okay. So, everything goes wrong <laughs> for Joe yeah. because, uh, you know, things happen. There's a, a child's soul <laughs> in his body who doesn't know how the world works. Gets him a slice of pizza, loves the pizza. There's a little cameo by Pizza Rat, everyone's favorite YouTube sensation of 2015. Yeah. We got... So he's got to get a new suit. He's got to get lined up at the barber shop. Like the whole, he tries to cut his own hair, but he's a kitty cat, so that doesn't go well. Yeah. Um, so they go to the barber shop. I thought that was a fun. David Diggs had a character in the movie Questlove. You mentioned Questlove's in the movie. Yeah. So that was cool. And um, my favorite part of that, and I think Bailey's favorite part, is he, you know, he has a lollipop for the first. He loves eating. Twenty two does because in Joe's body for the first time. Ghost leaves like, don't worry. I got us some road lollies. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> love that. Yeah. that was a little, we, we got a little giggle out of that. Yeah. This is a good one. I grabbed a bunch of them. Um, Here's the thing. This is the most unbelievable thing in the movie, though, Cody. Talk to me. I know one thing about African-American barber shops. One thing. Ice Cube works there. Now I know two things. Remember? Remember the movie Barbershop? No. And then there was a sequel. And then there was a third one? I think Nicki Minaj is in the third one. Like, skips a bunch of years. Anyway, carry on. You know two things. What's the first thing? You cannot just show up, Cody. You can't just show up, mm-hmm. get a haircut. They need three months notice. <laughs> they need your employment history. They need your credit report. They need every piece of information about you. And then you have your appointment, and then you show up for the chance to get your hair cut. <laughs> um, Bailey has a friend. He's black. And it's very, I think this is so funny. He, if they have plans to go anywhere or do anything, he has to get lined up. So if it's like he has four days notice, and it's like, hey, do you want to do a double date with us? Or we're going to go to this concert. We're going to catch, you know, whatever the plan would be. He's like, look. I don't have enough notice to get my hair done that morning. 
to go out that evening. Yeah. Blows my mind. I did. A, I thought that was so funny. I knew a guy once that he had a standing up, like recurring appointment yeah. every Saturday. Yeah. And that's the thing too. Is he like, yeah, he would get his haircut every week, every other week, sometimes twice a week, depending on what like the plans were. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. But see that his thing too was like, I think he paid for it so that even if he didn't show up, he could show up on Saturday. Interesting. Morning. That's like, baller move because he's like i That's just big money this move. is my I'm, spot <laughs> you know just to be like i aspire to have that kind of like <laughs> cash just to be like you know what i'm gonna have this appointment every two weeks if i want to get a haircut i'm gonna show up yeah i uh, don't get me wrong i don't know if i ever knew about him missing one <laughs> sure but i just know like the way it worked was if he did miss one he yeah. still paid for it here's here's the other thing about this movie tina fey is 22 I think Jamie Foxx is Joe. I think she's more like in her 40s. <laughs> oh my goodness. I like that joke where he's like, why do you sound like a middle-aged white woman? <laughs> and she's like, none of this is real. I just do this because it upsets people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I thought it was funny that Tina Fey was the voice of this one because Pete Doctor's last movie was Inside Out, the director, yeah. and that's Amy Poehler. Yeah. And they're like buds from like back in Chicago doing improv. Yeah. I think. Or maybe they met in SNL. I always get her mixed up with the other one. They go back to SNL, if not back to like UCB. I think they were friends before SNL. That's just... So you know, isn't that... For me. Isn't that interesting? Who's next? The third one from that group? Adam Sandler. Yeah, Adam He's Sandler. He's the third one. So, uh, mm, yeah. The movie's interesting... They end up switching bodies in time. No, they get caught and they go back, but then Joe still goes back. How does it work? So she gets this. They get back. They go back. Terry. Yeah. The Terminator <laughs> catches <laughs> catches him. Gets him there, and the badge has. They've got. She's got the spark. Twenty two's got, got the spark. She got her Earth badge. So it's Earth badge, which can be transferred, apparently. I guess. Yeah. I, that's the thing, is it's like, the fact that she knows it can be transferred is like, the, so people have done this before. Maybe, <laughs> well, yeah. How else would you know that you could give away an Earth badge? Good question. Gives it to Joe. He goes back. Does the thing. Has that moment that we've all had, where you've done the thing that you're like, this is what'll make me happy. And he's like, Everything's the same, but I don't have a goal now. <laughs> yeah. So it's worse uh-huh. now that I've done it. So then he finds the the <laughs> the one of the mystic healers, Moonwind. Moonwind, who's a sign flipper for his wife's company. Who's I thought his, his voice. Mom. His voice is Graham Norton, which yeah. threw me a little bit. So was he supposed to be a take on like Moon Dog? That was my thought. I thought it was just funny because they're all like, I'm a mystic healer, this, and I'm meditating. And like one of them's like, I'm meditating in Tibet. And one's like, I'm in a trance in San Francisco. And he's like, they're like, so what are you? Like somebody like this? And he's like, I'm a sign spinner <laughs> well, on no, 13. It just cuts to it. Oh, I and then just... he's like, kind of. <laughs> I'm on the corner of 14th and something. Yeah, know? yeah. <laughs> he's okay. just a sign flipper. My guess is, okay, I'm guessing Moonwind is a take on Moondog. Are you familiar with Moondog? The name sounds familiar. This is Moondog. 
Uh, I believe yes. he was homeless in New York for a long time, but he's yeah. like also made music. He's an American music composer, theoretician, poet, and inventor of several musical instruments. Anyway, I forget his whole story, but there's a whole story. Anyway, so I'm guessing that's what he was inspired by. Yeah. But uh, his character was fun. Yeah, he's fun. So he gets sent. So he goes to Moondog so he can go back. Find 22. Or no, well, yeah. Right? So he goes into a trance because they told him, they, does he learn that the the zone is where, so like you fall too deep into the zone, that's why you become a lost soul. So he goes yeah. into the zone, he plays music, finds Moondog. Yeah. Who got him back in the first place. Right. And then they go find 22. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They it's, catch 22, but she takes the ship down because they have their ship. Yeah. There's a point where he's like a captain always goes down with the ship and then he goes down, which knocks him out of the zone and he just like stands up straight and salutes oh. on the corner of the street. Yeah, yeah. I was like, so is he, is he dying <laughs> or is he just back to reality? Yeah, what happened? Yeah. Like, did he drop dead right after that? I don't, the point is we don't know and I need to know if mm-hmm. he's alive or not. Yeah, yeah. No, you don't need to know. That's okay. That's I'm. That's okay. I'm concerned uh, about so, him. So they, what? Joe's trying to track down twenty two. Yeah. To you know, give back the Earth badge or something. Yeah, give the Earth uh, yeah, badge. Yeah, because it's like because she did find her spark, and I think it's interesting. They're going through. This is the part I think that broke you a little bit. Yeah. They're uh, they're having a little mini ceremony for Terry, <laughs> and then they're like, all right. Terry has asked us to send this. And then Terry's like, thank you for this award, which I requested. (laughs) But it's totally deserved. It's totally deserved, yeah. Is that it? No, that did make me laugh out loud. That's one of my favorite parts. I think that that started me going down the, like, I got some, you know, I I coughed maybe a little bit. Like, I was a little bit, you know, a little bit. (laughs) Oh, gosh. (laughs) Just because, like, he makes, because they're all, all the, the Jerry's, are like in charge of everything and terry's the accountant there's only one terry there's many jerry's yes but they're all made out of like a single line basically yeah like a little outline so he makes his little steps (laughs) to get up there which is funny that in my mind terry obviously is a little man but it's voiced by a new a woman from new zealand yes and i'm like i love it i love terry i love every fact i learned about terry so is that what is that what did you no. What was it? Okay. Well, so we're get we we're about to get to the part. Okay, okay. We're going through the story. We're following the line of the story here, the plot threads. Mm-hmm. Right. So twenty, they find he finds twenty two to give her back that Earth pass. Right. Yeah. She's a lost soul. Goes nuts. So he's chasing her. Right. Mm-hmm. She eats him, yeah. and that's when the, it's like the serious moment of the Pixar film. Yeah. Where it's like, you find like oh. And I kind of wondered this as we were as we were watching it, my wife and I, like, wouldn't only being exposed to the best of the best people kind of make you feel like, I don't want to go down there if this is the the people that I'm getting paired with and they mm. expect me to be like them, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Also, Gandhi and Mother Teresa didn't live, like, good lives. <laughs> I feel like you'd be like, well, here's somebody who had a really easy, like, fun, like, awesome Watching life. Gandhi's life isn't going to make you excited to go down to Earth. Yeah, it's going to make you be like, well, a little I depressed, wanna, probably. I don't want to do that. That yeah. seems like it would suck. And, uh, but, like, all of the, you know, the moment she broke all of them and just it piling on, uh, them being like, 
you, no, I hate you. You can't do it. Mm-hmm. And then him doing it, and then him fine, you know, getting through her anyway, sending her down there. I cried. Did you cry? Of course you cried, you heartless monster. Because <laughs> she goes down, and he's like, "I'll go with you." And she's like, "You know you can't." He's like, "I can go as far as I can." Yeah, that was really sweet. She was like, "Oh, oh, 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 yeah. oh, oh, oh crying." And it's a Disney movie, so of course Joe's got to. They're gonna give Joe a pass too. Yeah. You know, they're gonna be like, "Hey, good job. You get to, you yeah. get to go back." So this is so here you go. You're going to the great beyond. Yeah. <clears throat> Jerry, Jerry one shows up because it's the first Jerry you encounter shows up and says, Hey, you've inspired us. Jerry's here. You get a second chance. What does he say? Cody? I don't know. He says, what about Terry? Cause Terry is the <laughs> counter. He counts. The souls go in there. Right. Count is off. Terry's like, hold up. We got a problem. So Jerry two <laughs> says you should fix it. And he's like, fine. I will. And then goes through all the names to find the guy. Uh-huh. <laughs> then, you know, does the whole thing. Kit gets the guy from the barber shop, sucks his soul out of him, <laughs> realizes he has the wrong guy, says, there's no reason we can't keep this between us, right? But seriously, stay away from those processed foods. You know, <laughs> like has this whole little back and forth oh, with yeah. this traumatized person yeah. that he's just sucked into the afterlife yeah. and then put back. Yeah, what is it like the the more of those you eat, the faster you'll get to the yeah. afterlife? Is that what he said? Oh, uh, but so you know, and then uh, so Terry, Terry the Terminator. So he's like, "What about Terry?" And they say, "Don't worry, we've worked it out with Terry." Cuts to Terry with his abacuses in the air, mm-hmm. and he, hmm, that's weird. Like he's noticed there's a count off. Yeah, Jerry too's like. Hey, Terry, look at that over there. That's crazy. You got to look right now. Reaches over and <laughs> flicks one of the things over to fix the count. Mm-hmm. And then Terry's like, what? What? And then he's like, I don't know. Were you talking? I can't remember. And he, Never mind. That's the part That's that it. broke me. Broke you. Just the, what about Terry? We've worked something out with Terry. <laughs> and it was just one of the Jerry's going over there like, look over there. <laughs> and that's what they worked out. They yeah. just fixed the count. Oh, I did. I did enjoy Terry very much. And I was just uh, oh. so turning purple. I was laughing so hard from that part. Oh, goodness. So Joe gets his Earth Pass. Yeah, and gets to go back down. And uh, what? How's it end? They're like, Hey, what are you gonna do? You know, what are you gonna do with the rest of your life? And he's like, I don't know, but I'm gonna live it. Yeah, which was nice. I liked the message that it was like, I don't know, you can't. You have to just appreciate life for everything yeah. life is. You know, it's not just about like that big dream or that big accomplishment. It's about everything, you know, the people around you and making those connections and doing what inspires you as well. And, the, yeah. you know, taking the good and the bad and, and all of that, which really, it was a really nice message. And that's, uh, that's definitely, aside from like the humor and the beautiful animation and stuff, that's definitely like the biggest strength of the film to me. Yeah, it's got that. Because they have that little moment before that, right, where the Jerry, he says something about the spark being the purpose. And the Jerry's being like, you get, you know, you, oh, you humans, you know, you don't, you know, get it, basically. Like, spark's not your reason for going down there. The spark is, it appears when you're ready to go down. Yeah, it's like, it's like that being inspired 
inspired and wanting to live, like being ready and, you know. So it's not like, you know, the kid that got hit with that, that uh, soccer ball bounced off his head. It's not like, well, that's soccer. That soccer's his thing. It's like, now he's ready to do it. He's ready to go for it. Right. Ready to have it happening. And that was her thing was just all the little things was her spark. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's a good message. Good. It's a fun time. The movie did pretty well. Here's the thing. If you like this, this is what the movie reminded me of. It's kind of similar to the movie About Time. Um, just in like the what the message is. That's another. You haven't seen that one. It's one of my all-time favorite movies. That? And it's the same thing as La Land where I think people, it was marketed as one thing. And so people are like, oh, I don't want to see that. And then once you know what it really is, you're like, oh, that's actually... A, a great movie. I've seen Just In Time. We might have time. to do About Time someday as is it, well. Is it the same as In Time? No, it's not. But it's got the guy and the girl and... Is the guy people? Justin Timberlake? No! Oh. <laughs> Get out of here. Uh, so anyway, that's at least that's what it kind of reminded me of. This movie's good. It's a good movie. It's been reviewed pretty well. You want, you want to take a guess at the Rotten Tomatoes score? Was tomato it meter. Like 91 or 93? As of earlier today, 96 tomato oh. meter, 86 audience score, and an 83 Metacritic, which is really good. It's very good. So people like it. I do. I think except for Coco, it's probably the best Pixar movie the last couple of years. Yeah. I think it was better than Inside Out, in my opinion. I think it was better than Onward, too. Yeah. And um, it's a good one. I liked this one more than Coco. Oh, I think I liked Coco more. I did like Coco. Coco's I liked good. It. I like, I like that movie. Coco's probably my favorite one since. It's been a while since there was a Pixar movie I liked more than Coco. Mm. I liked Coco. Uh, originally, the movie was focused yeah. around twenty. It was like about twenty-two, sp- yeah. all about twenty-two, and they're like, uh, maybe we need someone else in there, and then they ended up adding Joe in. And I think that really helped the movie because I think if it was just around 22 and the pre-life and everything, I think it would have just been like Inside Out Part 2, you know? Yeah. It would have been like too much about that stuff. Um, there would have been a lot more of that exposition stuff too, probably. Like yeah. Like you were saying. One thing I found interesting was um, I thought it was worded very poorly on the Wikipedia article, but that's where it mentions where when they were getting ready to do Joe's animations of him going into the zone and playing the piano. They got a famous jazz piano player. Mm-hmm. They just recorded him just playing. They're like, just play and kind of go into the zone to get it to where Joe moved and like swayed and did all the same kind yeah. of movements that that guy does when he kind of everything else disappears. Mm-hmm. I thought that was interesting. And then they did a bunch of, uh, I think even for all the other people who were playing jazz, they talked about they brought in a bunch of musicians to play and record them and yeah. use that as reference. I really like the jazz music they included in the movie. Yeah. Um, I did a pre- I think originally they were saying too, like, oh, Joe was going to be, a, he was going to be an animator, just like two on the nose, I think, for Pixar. I'm like, oh, then he's going to be a rock musician. And then eventually they ended up going for a jazz musician because they brought on, uh, a few consultants, and they consulted with some of the black actors who did the voices, like Questlove and Tavi Diggs. Anyway, I think, what's the name of the... The director was Pete Docter, but then Kemp Powers was the... What's it called? Consultant. And then they just ended up promoting him to co-director because he did so much for the movie, and 
Um, I appreciated that. It was like the first Pixar movie with a black lead. And it was cool that the leads were like a woman and a black man, you know? Yeah. Which is just good. And, you know, they talked about like, you know, for the barbershop and the hair and the style. And, you know, they brought in all these consultants to try to like make it like authentic and, and good. And uh, it's it's important and it's a good thing. I'm glad they had that direction instead of it being, I don't know, just about like a, another white dude. Yeah. They even had a Colin Kaepernick-looking dude. They, like, used Colin Kaepernick as kind of, like, inspiration for one of the people in the barbershop. I was like, yeah, that's fun. Yeah. I I did, like, a lot of the smaller jokes, I guess, that, that they threw in, right, where it's um, when they go to the zone. I don't know. This made me think of... Uh, we were, I, the, the, I thought of this while we were just talking, right, where she's like, oh, look, I've been messing with this team for years. It throws like a, like a sand ball uh-huh. at a basketball player, and they're like, oh, and the Knicks miss it again. <laughs> yeah. It's like I started laughing so yeah. hard. And Timmy's like, what did they say? I was like, it's the Knicks, the New York Knicks. Knicks haven't they, been good in a minute. Yeah. A long, uh, what was the last time they had a good team, like the 80s or early 90s maybe? Yeah, I think so. It's been so. a while. Yeah. yeah no, that was good. So they, was there was fun. a lot of detail. I like the jokes. It's not like Tina Fey helped like, write some of her dialogue and like punch up some of her jokes. And, uh, it was, it was a good movie. I mean, I think it's the kind of thing you could <laughs> recommend to just about anybody. It's a very good Pixar. It's the, it's yeah. the best one they've had in a couple of years for sure. Yeah. And there's, so, I mean, there's lots of good, I think just like most Pixar movies, I feel like there's lots of good messages in it because it's not just the, uh, you know, you need to living is living, not the goal you have, you yeah. know, like, cause that's something recently that I, ran into personally you know where like because uh like i do right now for work what i planned to be doing for work at this point in my life yeah i just didn't go to college for it and had to go the long way around mm-hmm. but i'm doing it and i was like looking around I'm like i mean i make what i kind of expected to make and doing what i expected like i'm there i'm at yeah. the goal i'm like now what <laughs> Yeah, there's there's not always like that big goal to propel you forward because sometimes you kind of reach it, you know. And yeah. there's only so much you can do, and at some point, you know, your life is what you make of every day, and yeah. not just the big. You know, I, I kind of like that in the when you think about 22. You know, her mentors being Gandhi and Mother Teresa and Albert Einstein, all these people that did amazing things. It ended up being a middle school band teacher and like a dude who like didn't necessarily have that spark for life. He didn't quite have what he wanted. And that's the person that inspired, helped inspire 22. And it just, I think it kind of just highlights, I don't know what you can do for people around you. You don't have to be some world's known famous person to have a good life and make other people's lives better. And I think they kind of highlight that too with like the barber, you know, it's like, Oh, I never knew that about you. You know, wanting to be a veterinarian. And it's like, it's too bad that you don't, you aren't that. He's like, that's okay. Cause I, I really like what I do now and I make people happy and I get to talk to people and meet new people and help make their day better. Like, yeah, is a really good way to think about, I don't know. Yeah. You do have to try to be more kind to the people around you. And that's, that's really how you have an enriching life. Yeah. And it's interesting cause you like, like his brings up the good, the attitude you can have when you miss that mark that you wanted, that you were shooting for, you know, mm-hmm. like him being like, I don't need to be, the guy that invent he says the name of the person, the guy who invented blood transfusions, mm-hmm. who was someone that he looked up to as like a goal to be like that person. He's like, I don't need to be that to be happy. Yeah. You know, and then just like 
So there's that, and then there's the obvious, you know, Joe not noticing what a huge impact he has, like, where he's like, oh, this would be amazing to play in this band, and he never stops to think about how one of his students is the drummer for that band. Yeah, and then the other student that, like, 22 ends up kind of coaching a little bit. He's yeah. like, I'm going to give up, like, I, I can't do this, and then ends up like, well, maybe I'll show you something in plays, and it's just like, you know, I mean... Maybe that person won't be a professional trombonist or be in a symphony or orchestra when they grow up, but they really enjoy playing the trombone. Yeah. You know, and having that thing you enjoy or are passionate about helps enrich your life too. Yeah. And then there's, you know, the uh, the lost souls being people that get lost in that in the zone, you know, get yeah. too in it. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And you see someone going from I'm in the zone to I'm a creepy tentacle monster thing. Yeah. That was, I don't know if I've ever gone suddenly from like, oh, this is cute and funny to, oh, panic, you know? It was <laughs> yeah. like that, what's that meme where it's like, calm, panic, calm, you know? <laughs> yeah. When the monster runs at him and they catch a, the person and then they reconnect. Was it, it was the hedge fund manager who then like throws everything off his oh, desk. Oh, yeah. It's like, yeah. I'm alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, beautiful message and... You know, you gotta you gotta live, good the bad, pursue what you want and don't get lost in it. You know, it's the yeah. people around you, it's the Tina Fey's, and the Quest Loves, yeah. or whatever. Yeah, Jamie Foxes. Jamie Foxes of the world. Of the world. The Terries. The yeah, the Terries. The Moon, not Moon Dog. Moon Moonwind. Wind, you yeah. know, that's about all I've got to say. Is there anything we didn't touch on? I mean, I don't think we talk nearly enough about Terry. But <laughs> Terry's like that. Rachel House, is, I, she's great. There's one other note that I thought was really funny. That I, it was just a little side joke where the two Jerry's, because there's two, there's lots of Jerry's, but there's two main Jerry's. Right? Yeah, Jerry one, Jerry two. Yeah, where Jerry one's like assigning people to go through the pavilions to get their traits, mm-hmm. you know, and she's like. So you four will go through this one, and you twelve will go through the self-absorbed tent. Yeah. And he's like, "You really got to say stop sending that many people through the <laughs> pavilion." Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was it was a good one. I did like it. I mean, reflecting on it, maybe I liked it a little bit more. I still liked when I watched it too, but it does. You know, there's some some depth to it. It was enjoyable. It was yeah. enjoyable. It's a good time. It's funny. Laughed out loud multiple times, mostly at Terry. Or Jerry, too. Mm-hmm. There might not be anything else to say. I would recommend this one. Yeah. Thanks for listening. You can rate or review us or share us or uh, whatever to people. Yeah. On Wait. things. Oh, I have an announcement about oh. the things. Tell me. Hold, because I have to pull my no. email. I will it, not wait. Here, it, No. What? No, please. Is it? It, um... Here's the promo. I have so many emails. I gotta scroll down to it. Oh. It's right. Verbal. I got an email. Our podcast is live on Verbal. Oh, Verbal. How do you spell that? V U R B L. V U R B L? Yeah. Verbal? Yeah. I don't like that at all. Meet the world's largest streaming audio platform. I highly doubt that. Here's I'm the thing. I'm gonna call Verbal out right now on the podcast. Cody, I get some. I get a lot of emails from these these companies, you know, and they make some audacious claims sometimes. 
They kind of just make the claims hoping they'll grow into them. Exactly. <laughs> there is a lot of that, a lot of that happening. Here, we'll, I'll Google it. You uh, well, sit there Google's in silence. That. I'll just sit here in silence. Okay, I guess you can talk a little bit. You know, you well, you can tweet me at Opinion Havers. You can also follow us on Facebook at Opinion Havers. I'm posting our, our podcast quips and nuggets. For your enjoyment there, so uh, you can do that. I can't find any details on the size of the company. Interesting. A verbal. But uh, I've never heard of them before. It's a creator-first free streaming audio platform for all audio types. Revolutionary audio platform verbal completes $1.3 million pre-seed round ahead of launch. That was in September, so this is new. Yeah. At the beginning of the COVID-19 pandemic, the world slowed down. One thing that didn't come to a halt was the Verbal team and their mission to build a comprehensive and streamlined platform for audio streaming. They said the word streamlined and streaming in the same sentence. I'm mad about it. Yeah. Wow. They want to, Verbal wants to outdo Spotify. Can it? Dot, dot, dot. That's the Los Angeles we Business We believe Journal. Verbal is opening an entirely new audio market for listeners, creators, and brands. This platform has the potential to change the way we consume audio on the internet. And the timing is spot on. If anyone can pull this off this, off this enormous opportunity, it's the team at Verbal. Yeah, so uh, if they do succeed in uh, being relevant in the next little bit, then sure. They want to be the YouTube for audio. They do have 20 million audio files as of November. So, wow. They and could be. Some of those just... might be ours here soon. Not until now. Wow. We're live on there. Did I make it live? I don't remember. I know I sent several emails recently mm-hmm. trying to get us on. Because every time a new site thing pops up on our distribution site uh-huh. for. Put on here. I'll get on that so that we can say we're on all the sites. We're on the sites. Some of them? Like Pandora? What? I don't know. I don't know how that works. I don't know if we're on it or not. Well, thanks for listening. And until next time, watch movies. And have opinions. Verbal rhymes with gerbil. And I don't know how to feel about that. Maybe their mascot's a gerbil with little headphones on? No, their mascot's a... Like, imagine the the vice V, but put more extra lines on it. You know what I mean? Verbal. Get onto the gerbil. <laughs> this is a good idea. I need to be a part of the verbal team, apparently. And then it'll go like... It'll make that sound? You know, I think I'm just going to... No, just hold on. I have off. more ideas for the gerbil. It'll have a I... bomber jacket. <laughs> you got me. Go on. <laughs> That's it. Oh, okay. <laughs>